This podcast is sponsored by Infinera. Infinera is transforming network architectures and in-user connectivity services as demand for capacity drives coherent technology closer to the edge at 100 gig, across the metro at 400 gig, and deeper into the core at 800 gig. Thank you for listening to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Phil Harvey. I'm an editor here at Light Reading. And today's our sponsored podcast. And our guest is from Infinera. Uh, Infinera is the company that's making all of this month's podcasts uh, possible. So thank you, Infinera. Uh, today, my guest is Robert Shores. He's a senior vice president of marketing at Infinera. And we're going to be discussing some of the more recent advances in optical networking, uh, actually coherent optics, and talking about how that's making a difference in service provider networks. Uh, Robert Shores, thanks so much for uh, joining the podcast. I really appreciate being here. A lot of interesting things to talk about. So excited to get into it. Yeah, this space never really, uh, 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 you know, we've been covering, I mean, light reading actually is a pun on optical networking. So we've been covering the optical space, you know, for our entire existence, 20 something years. And um, uh, it's it's interesting because it's always kind of a, a, both an arms race and bandwidth, <laughs> but also a race to keep up with, you know, just the capacity that, uh, uh, that, that businesses and consumers, uh, you know, the appetite for bandwidth. Um, so let's, let's start there talking about the trends in general. Um, what, what are the biggest sort of trends happening right now that are influencing, uh, optical networking? Well, here's a really big one that um, I, I, I hope your audience is sitting down because I know they've probably never heard this before and it's re- going to be really shocking, but bandwidth is growing. Yep. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Mm-hmm. No, but the reality I'll is it's it been down. growing at about 30% year over year for probably the last 10 years and there's really no plans or no uh, slowdown in sight. So obviously that's something we have to continue to deal with, but there's a couple of key inflections that that causes. Um one of the big things is that there's a particular type of optical technology that's that's low cost and cheap. It's called direct detect, and it takes you up to about 10 gigabits per second. That's been pretty good for uh, most of metro networks for a long time. But uh, we're now going past that where 10 gig isn't enough even to the edge of the network. And uh, it's this big transition into this next generation of optical transmission technology, which takes you beyond 10 gig, maybe 25 gig, called coherent, which we can talk more about in a, in a little bit here. Um, but there's this big transition now where more network operators are having to deal with uh, implementing this higher speed coherent technology much, much closer to the edge of the network because the bandwidth demands all the way to the edge to a cell tower, maybe not to a person's house, but to aggregation points for sure. It's going beyond the capability of direct detect optics uh, to handle. So that's on the bandwidth front. From a services side of things, it's actually been really interesting to see what's happening over the last uh, probably seven, eight, ten years with this transformation of the way people communicate. Uh, we've really gone to this very centralized, all you're doing is creating connections between points so people can have phone calls, to this really data center driven model where virtually everything we do is connected through or to a data center. Uh, and we've seen this massive plur, plur, proliferation, if I can say that word right, um, <laughs> of data centers and hosting and applications. The amount of compute resources, the amount of storage is just absolutely astronomical. And uh, we're really, I believe, just scratching the surface of what we can do with all of that. Uh, new applications, new functions, you know, Internet of Things, uh, smart cars, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and I think you're just going to continue to see an explosion there. And what that does is it causes pressure for network operators to both be able to connect all these things together, 
people, the data centers, data center to data centers, applications to applications, but also then move the content and storage closer and closer to the end user to continue to maintain that level of performance while also providing these really high bandwidth, high capacity type services. Yeah, it's, it's a great answer, but it, it, it's interesting because it all, it all sort of happened at once. It's like we not only started using more bandwidth, we expected that um, also, we also started using storage and cloud services at the same time. And so we were not only uh, consuming more and needing to store more and, and you know, find places to back up things, but we were also doing that, you know, I think in the last few years, especially more and more people have done that completely outside of their house, their business. Yeah, I have, I have an interesting statistic on that about how much information we're actually storing. I'm going to try uh -huh. to get it off the top of my head. So hopefully I'm close to the accurate number. But uh, it's something like every hour we store the equivalent of 150 billion high definition movies every hour. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just it's astronomical how much we're storing now. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and so somewhere all, all of that, like you said, with the, you know, in the voice network, which wasn't too long ago, all the, the way that was constructed was a completely different, you know, set of assumptions, usage patterns, so on and so exactly. forth. Yep, exactly. Um, so yeah, it does challenge, uh, you know, network operators who want to, you know, they're at their most profitable when they can deliver uh, the highest quality service at the lowest cost to them. Um, and then I guess that rolls back onto, you know, technology and equipment providers who have to figure out how to keep advancing, uh, you know, that, that technology and, and, you know, putting more bits, uh, down a fiber, um, uh, at, at a high enough quality and, and, and so on, um, without, without the cost going through the roof, um, which is also a relative term because I have no <laughs> idea what this stuff costs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, one of the big, uh, you know, kind of uh, technologies that people are talking about in this space is coherent optical technology um, because of, uh, you know, some of the efficiencies that come with it. Can you give us a little bit of uh, background on on what that is and what makes it so uh, so important to uh, to service providers? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, but first, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Uh, we actually have a nice YouTube video uh, called What is Coherent Optics? Just like ah. two minutes. So feel free to go check that out on YouTube. Um, but really, the difference is uh, the direct, what's called direct detect optics. Essentially, or it's just detecting power levels. You have a little photodiode, and you're literally just turning the laser on and off, really just high power, low power. Uh, and you can do that up to a certain speed, 10 gig, maybe 25 gig. Um, but really beyond that, it gets super limited in the distance you can go. So uh, about, I don't know, seven, 10 years ago-ish, they came up with a new technology, which is a much more advanced way of doing optical transmissions. Instead of using the power levels up and down, um, it actually uses the phase of the optical signal. And so you start shifting the phase of that signal back and forth. Um, you can transmit at much higher rates, much more complicated signals over much greater distances using that technology. Um, the downside, of course, is the receivers have to be vastly, vastly more complex in that they can detect the phase, they can detect things like polarization mode, and all of these different ways that you can transmit at certain speeds but get more information over the same transmission rates. So this is the idea. And with coherent-based technology, we've now progressed going from you know 10 to maybe 25 gig with direct detect um, to the current generation of coherent optics is 800 gigabits per second per laser. So, you know, a factor of an increase by a factor of about 80. Um, so it's just a, a way to get vastly more information transmitted over a single, using a single laser. 
By the way, it couples really nicely with a technology called dense wave division multiplexing, which is really just the ability to transmit each optical signal in a different color of light. And then you mm -hmm. literally can just aggregate them together and use a prism on the other end to break them apart. But that enables you to put multiple optical signals onto a single fiber, couple that with this now 800 gigabits per second of co uh, with coherent lasers. And we went from going to a, from about, I don't know, maybe one terabit of information per fiber to now we're over 40. We're at about 43 terabits per second of information over a single pair of fibers. So mm -hmm. uh, this is one of the key technologies in which network operators are using to keep up with this, you know, really relentless growth and bandwidth that they have to deal with without having to lay a billion new fibers. Right. Yeah. That's the other, that, that's a great um, uh, explanation of sort of where that, where that saves them, <laughs> uh, you know, from having to rip up and replace their network every so many years. Um, but also um, the, the, acceleration path that the technology's on. So obviously, you know, with, with bandwidth uh, capabilities like that, I would assume coherent optics was first used in, you know, long haul transmission. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, between, between countries and then between cities, you know, and, and, and store, you know, stuff like that. Um, is that still the case? Is that, you know, or is this, is this uh, like everything else? Is it going to be sort of moving, uh, uh, closer and closer into, you know, Metro and other applications, you know, in the next little while? Yeah, it's a great question. So yeah, certainly coherent technology because it's more expensive, but gives you better cost per bit uh, and higher capacity certainly was uh, initially deployed in long haul uh, and submarine networks. Uh, it has very rapidly grown into the Metro for Metro core applications like connecting data centers and hub locations in the Metro. But as we kind of talked about at the beginning, we are getting to a point now where the uh, edge capacity is outstripping the capability of direct detect technology to handle it. So we are seeing uh, coherent push more and more towards the edge. And it's an interesting phenomenon because yes, it's using the same general kind of optical technology just to be able to support higher rates, but really it's a, it's a different type of problem to solve because in the core networks, you're really dealing with a lot of what we call kind of point to point traffic demands from Chicago to Denver, and Denver to right. New York and things like that. It's very point to point symmetrical kind of traffic patterns. When you get to the edge of the network, it's a much more of a hub and spoke model. So think of a mobile network. You got a single cell tower with one radio talking to you know thousands of mobile providers and each or mobile users, and each mobile user on their cell phone has just one little tiny radio. So you've got this kind of point in the cell tower to multi-point um, type of transmissions. And optics aren't really set up to do that right now. Optical technology for the 50 years we've been using it has all been very, very strictly point to point. So this is an area where we see as we start pushing coherent to the edge of the network is a great opportunity to innovate new types of solutions that are optimized for the type of traffic patterns that exist at the edge. Uh, and this is where we've come up with this concept called XR optics, uh, which is really the industry's first point to multi-point coherent technology where I can use a single coherent laser and you can actually break up the traffic and the information in there and steer it portions of it to different smaller transceivers, smaller lasers at the edge, almost exactly the way a mobile network works. Uh, and so again, not only is coherent being more applicable at the edge, but we think there's a great opportunity for people to innovate there uh, and optimize the technology for the type of application where it's going to be used. Uh, so with this uh, coherent optics, uh, you know, working in tandem with uh, uh, XR optics, you, you, that, that technology works kind of like you were saying, kind of like a cell tower exactly. uh, does now where it's like a centralized spot 
but reaches out to multiple devices in multiple directions, you know, however the traffic pattern uh, yeah. demands. If we built a mobile network the way we build optical networks, you right. would build a cell tower with 10,000 little tiny radios on there, one for every cell phone, right? Yeah. And that's horribly inefficient, yeah. right? So <laughs> right. the idea of being able to have just a single radio on the cell tower talking to lots of smaller radios in the cell phones, we need to do something like that in optical networking. And that's what XR Optics has kind of pioneered. You know, what, what is the uh, kind of uptake or sort of the acceptance of that at the edge of the network with service providers? Because this this would cause them to kind of change the way that they, uh, you know, that they maybe build their networks or at least the way that things are laid out. Yeah, I could not have said that better myself. That's really the benefit. I mean, obviously, one benefit, of course, is instead of 100 transceivers, you'll have a few. Uh, so you're right. saving time. But that's really just the tip of the iceberg. Really, the big benefit is it enables you to architect the network differently because uh, I can do that aggregation in the optical layer. I don't need a lot of these electrical devices that really only exist to aggregate traffic for multiple lasers into fewer lasers. Um, so, yeah. So what is the uptake? This is a technology we're really just launching now. So we've created this thing called the Open XR Forum. Uh, which is really a, a, an aggregation of different network operators across the industry. And we've got people like Verizon and uh, British Telecom. So some pretty big name operators, part of that, as well as other equipment suppliers as well. So it's not going to be just a single source solution from Infinera. We're trying to make it an industry standard for this type of technology. So we kicked that off and really we want to create the standards uh, for this type of technology to enable it to be broadly adopted. Uh, and we expect really the first generation of this technology to roll out um, sometime next year. Um, and so right now, again, we want to make sure we do it the right way. So it has all the features necessary for network operators to take the best advantage of it. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So we're on this kind of, kind of on the, on the forefront of an interesting architectural shift. And in order to do that, of course, you don't want to just be the only ones out there, uh, with a voice in it. Um, partly because that would make service providers nervous, yeah, <laughs> but also, right. uh, it, you know, it, it, but also helps drive down the cost of adopting new technology when it's a standard and there's multiple, uh, you know, m- multiple ways to access the technology for service provider networks. Exactly right. Um, okay. Well, let's leave it there for now. And I, I encourage folks to go, uh, first of all, go look at that coherent, uh, optics, uh, tutorial video, uh, on Infinera, uh, Infinera's YouTube page. Uh, probably Infinera has more information about this uh, sort of thing on their website. I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure that they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, and, uh, and definitely uh, uh, once in a while, give it a search on light reading too, because we, uh, we, we will occasionally write about uh, uh, bandwidth and all that that implies. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Robert Shores, uh, Senior Vice President of Marketing at Infinera for, uh, 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 for being on the podcast today and for sponsoring uh, the podcast all month. Yeah, happy to do it, and uh, thanks for having me. This podcast is sponsored by Infinera. Infinera is transforming network architectures and end-user connectivity services as demand for capacity drives coherent technology closer to the edge at 100 gig, across the metro at 400 gig, and deeper into the core at 800 gig.